My name is Hugh Agro. I'm the president and CEO of Revival Gold. We're active in Idaho, where we're advancing the Bear Track Arnett Gold Project uh, with 4 million ounces of gold and a PFS on its way. Hugh, good to see you. Um, welcome to our sunny shores. <laughs> Thank so you. <laughs> so you're here from one to one. I'm looking, looking at the lanyards. Uh, it tells us all we need to know. What's happening over there? Well, it's a little bit of a quiet show this year, okay. uh, but it's nice to be in person and yeah. seeing people without masks on, uh, interacting, uh, meeting some of the investors who've come in over the last a couple of years, but mm. who we haven't had actually meet with. So this is, this is uh, wonderful and uh, great weather in London. Really? Ah, it's brilliant. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was great over the weekend, that's for sure. Um, right, I, I want to talk about the um, latest press release, okay, resource update, some nice numbers in there. We've been waiting for these, okay, so I, I, I'm a new shareholder, so I was excited to see what you put out there. Why don't you kind of remind everyone what the numbers are, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, maybe that's why it's sunny in uh, London for me. We just put out this updated resource. It's two years in the coming, in the, in the making. Yeah. Uh, Four million ounces in total, yeah. of which 2.1 million ounces are in the indicated core category. That's up 56% from our last resource in 2020. And then we've got the inferred category up 19% to another 1.9 million ounces. Big uptick in resources for Revival Gold. What's it do for you, though? Yeah, it sets us up for the PFS. And of course, as you know, PFS, we can use measured and indicated resources. So what we've done is we've increased the quality of the resources, given ourselves 2.1 million ounces from which to draw an open pit for the first phase heap leach uh, aspect of this project. PFS on the way uh, by the end of this year, and this sets us up for that. It also um, was a big marked change in our underground resource. We've increased the grade in the underground resource by about uh, 40%, and we did that by constraining the resource with a 2.2 gram per ton cutoff. That makes it higher quality, and it leads us in the direction of a potential bulk tonnage underground uh, mining phase for this project. So those two things, the setup for the PFS and the better understanding of the underground resource, as well as the increase in the overall size of the resource, I think are step changes for us. Right, so given that we've, been, we've had a conversation before and I will put a link below to the previous conversation, but given the who's on the team, the track record, um, and what you told me your intent was, what, how, what, is, what do you think doing the PFS signals to the, to the market in, in, in terms of when you're going to deliver that? Market conditions, a bit tricky at the moment. Shouldn't you just kind of keep on drilling for a little bit longer? I mean, 2.1 million ounces of m is good. Should you be any higher? Well, it's very tempting uh, to contemplate uh, resource expansion. We're we're open in all directions. Yeah. Uh, we've got great grade. We've hit with every drill hole into the Panther Creek shear zone. The challenge is that at some point you need to be able to demonstrate that you can make money from all of that drilling. And that's where our focus is on. Uh, we recognize that we have a large project with uh, lots of scope to increase it, and we will continue to drill. In fact, our first drilling will start next month, uh, or sorry, uh, next week uh, in the Joss area where we'll be going back to continue to pursue the high grade there. But in the meantime, we have the talent on board as you've uh, described. John Mayer joined us as yeah. VP Development and Engineering, uh, and his job is to direct the uh, uh, consultants around moving our PFS forward. And that will be a stepping stone from which we can continue to grow the deposit and the economics. 
Okay, so I want to kind of get into the, the strategy. I want to get in the mind, mindset here, okay? Because um, it, it's almost like the, the, the market has changed slightly. We've seen Great Bear drill out, no resource. You know, that, that, that was a model which wasn't really contemplated in Canada before, and down in Idaho, but North American attitude to drill to the edge of the envelope sort of uh, thing, unless you're very sure that you want to get into production. So when you said, I, we need to demonstrate we can monetize this or make money from the drilling, what's that actually mean for you? What, what type of money are we talking about? Yeah, so $50 million a year free cash flow from a $40 million US market cap company right. uh, and within reach. Look, the market is bifurcated. We've got uh, explorers, uh, new stage exploration companies shooting for the uh, lights at the back end of the park. And we've got uh, developers who are advancing their projects, some struggling with capital uh, uh, costs, uh, inflationary environments and construction, availability of teams, and so on. So you've got this bifurcation in the market, and I think we're clearly in the development camp, but we have the advantage of being able to ride the other part of the so-called Luxon curve with exploration. So we'll continue to explore while we move towards free cash flow. Mm -hmm. And our thinking here, uh, Matt, by design, is to make ourselves independent of where the capital markets are, mm. independent in a sense of where the gold price is. We want to be able to produce cash flow from gold, whether it's $1,600 or $2,000 an ounce. We want to be able to produce cash flow, whether we have to wait, uh, you know, whether, whether, whether we have the access to the capital markets uh, for broader exploration or not. And right now, you know, cash is uh, hard to come by in the equity markets. We're cashed up. We've got a pipeline of uh, exploration, a pipeline of uh, engineering work we can do, all taking us towards a higher value project, independent of what happens in you know in the in the short term in the market. And I and I think that's part of our DNA. Choose low risk, choose executable, and uh, and choose free cash flow over uh, simply hitting for the lights at the back end of the park. That's, okay, that, that's really interesting. Um, okay, the low, low capex, um, hopefully high margin, uh, you know, open pit, heat dates, that's what you're aiming for first. That's going to get the cash flowing here. Do you think, has your, has your strategy benefited from timing in, in, in a way? Because I'm looking at some earlier stage explorers, perhaps, you know, drilling was in the plan. Haven't gone out and got cash at the right moment. You, when did you raise yours? January or so? January, right. yeah. So timing, you got that one right. But do you think timing with regards to when you're aiming to try to get this thing into production as well? Do you think you've hit that? Yeah, that's a that's a super uh, point. You know, a lot of us rush to the gates at the same time. Yeah. We're all chasing the same people, the same capital, and there's a constraint. Costs go up. Uh, so I think we'll revisit that in 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, PFS gives us um, uh, more certainty, mm -hmm. uh, more, more confidence, uh, and it's another step along the way. This resource gives us more certainty, more confidence. Uh, PFS, more certainty, more confidence. We get into 2023 and we can look at the repermitting, the timelines, mm -hmm. and we can judge where the capital is. We've already started meetings with the uh, uh, the debt and debt-like providers okay. to understand where that market's going. And we'll choose our moment uh, so that we can optimize value for our shareholders. And the other thing I want to introduce here is uh, I think this is a great M&A market. Uh, we are looking at 
peers, other situations where we can see an opportunity potentially to add to the value of what we've already created for our shareholders and lower risk. Uh, I'm not saying there's anything eminent, but what I am saying is that we're looking because these are the moments when good projects trade at good value. And I think critical mass matters. And I think access to financing, which obviously our team has, matters. Uh, so this is, this is a time to, to invest. Uh, it's it's a time to uh, uh, position and build on the platform. For, for sure. And your track record will give you permission to have a lot of those conversations. But you've also got to show through the PFS and the whatever cash you've got um, at the moment that one, you can deliver the, 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 the PFS and the economics look good. And um, obviously, you've got the underground component as well. So with regards to the money that you do have, left, can you get through to the point where you can deliver the PFS? Are you enough money? Yes, and in right. fact, um, uh, in fact, uh, you know, we have uh, a non-core asset in our in our uh, portfolio, a phosphate asset. Right. And I don't know if you've watched what's happened in phosphate of yeah, late, but uh, so. we think there's a lot of value in our portfolio. Where, where is that? It, it's located in in Utah. Okay. Uh, right next door to the uh, uh, to the Vernell phosphate mine, so an operating phosphate mine, and of course phosphate's taken on uh, a mm. lot of interest. So there's there's other aspects to our to our portfolio than mm -hmm. just the cash. Um, and we can manage around our burn uh, depending on how the market flows. Uh, right. uh, we pride ourselves on being an efficient team. Our finding costs to date, that's four years, is running at about $5 an ounce in the ground. And so, you know, we're, we're, I guess what you can take from that is we're spending carefully uh, and we're spending effectively. Right. But the, the, the four years is... is it's been a funny, funny time in the last four years, right? So it's gonna, yes. things are getting a bit more expensive, but still it puts you down, I don't know, less quartile, less decile. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay. Um, interesting. So with the phosphate asset, are you talking about you could monetize that as in a, a sale of that asset? Or some other kind of structure. We're looking. Thinking? We're looking for. Uh, we're looking at alternatives right now. But what I just want to highlight is that we've got a portfolio, um, and we have other aspects to this portfolio which uh, give us some flexibility around funding, timing, all of those uh, sorts of things. Right. Okay. Let's go. Let's go back to um, the, the um, open pit heat leaks project. Yes. You were talking about. We're having chats about debt. Uh, with, with debt providers. Uh, at some point, you're going to have to raise a chunk of equity to match whether, whether it be 30, 40%, whatever that number ends, ends up looking like. What's the, what's the timing of that? Because how quickly are you going to go through the economic study phase given yeah. it's a simple project? Yeah, I, I'd like to come back to that in uh, early 23 because okay. a lot will depend on the footprint we establish from the, from the PFS. One of the trade-offs we're working on right now is trucking versus having a dedicated pad at our satellite deposit mm -hmm. at Haiti. Mm -hmm. um, another aspect of this is the sequencing. Um, when, okay. when we bring uh, ore from the bear track site, when we bring ore from the, um, from the Arnett uh, Haiti site, uh, we're looking at our recoveries. We're looking at uh, maximizing, optimizing our, our, our heap leach pads. Uh, yeah. Previously, it was a two inch crush in the, in the um, historic operation at uh, bear track. And um, uh, we're looking at uh, one and a half inch crush right now, but there is some argument to, um, to potentially even going finer than that, given where the gold prices are. So we're looking at all of those pieces and that will impact our footprint. It will impact our permitting uh, and re-permitting aspects, the baseline data. 
uh, collection, which is already underway. And all of that will um, help me answer that question a little more okay. uh, precisely. Let me, let me broadly, broadly speaking, yeah. broadly speaking, uh, we'd like to be in construction uh, in the 2025 timeframe. Okay, L let me let me come at it a different way then. Okay, what are you, 55, 60 million dollar market cap company? I know everyone's struggling at the moment because it's risk off time, right? But a conversation with a debt provider or I don't know how you intend to get the equity in, um, if it's built institutional or you're just going to go to market and to, to raise that way. Is it's difficult at those levels when you're talking about capex of what, what was the capex in the PEA? PEX uh, hundred million. Right. The ratios are, are are tricky. It's a trickier sort of conversation. So you're not really going to look to close down those conversations anytime soon. Oh gosh, no, no. Right. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a it's a two year exercise. Got it. And you know, as a former banker myself, I know that uh, what I what I as a banker really appreciated about companies was those that would come into me earlier, uh, give me a chance to get a, a technical team on the asset, position our, uh, ourselves, and and we, and we look at it the same way. It's a relationship. You do not want to have a debt provider in your project that you don't know very very well and that you don't understand. Stand and have uh, you know familiarity with and comfort with. And you only get that by spending time with them, mm. understanding their nuances, understanding their other portfolio elements. Uh, and there's a broad spectrum of ways you can finance a hundred or hundred and fifty million dollar capex project. Mm. It's a lot more limited over half a billion. Uh, but we've got lots of alternatives. There's there's streams, there's royalties, there's traditional debt, there's convertibles, there's European bond market. And uh, you want to keep it simple, right? There's strategics. Right. W what we want to do is keep it cheap. <laughs> well, I know you want to keep it cheap. But sorry, some of the things you've mentioned, I'd be like, no, no thank you, right? So, you ab listen, absolutely. Vanilla. Uh, absolutely, uh, we, we want to keep it. Uh, we want to keep it uh, from impairing the future uh, potential for our in investors to enjoy upside. I guess it's, 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 yeah. it's a trade-off. It is true. There's no choice between you know getting into production sooner and paying an extra few basis points. Fine, I, I understand that. So 2025 is what we're aiming for on the on the on the pit, right? Correct. Nice, simple process to get, kind of go through. And what's, what's the time on the PFS, you said? PFS end of this year. End of this year, okay. So we'll look out for that. So let's talk about underground, right? Because some some yeah. nice, sexy numbers coming yeah. off of that. Um, do you, as you just said to me, is, well, maybe in this market, we'll just be a little bit careful about how we spend and allocate our capital. Maybe now is not the time, but well, do you, given some of the grades that you're finding? Oh, we're in there uh, next week. Right, okay. <laughs> we can't help ourselves. Let's, let's go. We look, we yeah. hit, we hit uh, 12 grams over 14 meters mm. and we hit another uh, uh, nine grams over 12 meters right right at the end of last season in the joss area yeah. so you bet your bottom dollar we're back in there that's the first place we want to go mm. um and and why because i think we want to show that the underground is ex uh, continues to have potential at depth right now this is geology speak, but we're in an orogenic gold system. These tend to be deep. Yeah. These tend to be long uh, and very consistent in grade. And, and at, at 12 grams, 9 grams, or those kind of widths, we have something that will continue deeper. And we want to demonstrate to our shareholders long before you know uh, we have any concern about having somebody come over the, the, the transom and taking us over, uh, we want to be 
sure about what's down there. We want to be able to demonstrate that it's continuing. And so that's where we're drilling first okay. starting next week. And you will notice, uh, again, a detail in our resource update, but we went from a, uh, a, a, um, a combined 3,000 ton a day underground assumption in our resource mm. to a standalone 2,500 tons a day mm. assumption in our resource. Mm. That makes it more robust and it may be that the next phase after the heap leach is simply to go underground. Okay. Uh, and then we'll have the bigger phase of a mill open pit to follow all of these things to be sorted out. I mentioned John Mayer's name. He's absolutely the right guy to figure this out for us. No good mining plan starts uh, with the final product. You spend a lot of time iterating on uh, different yeah, uh, alternatives, and that's what John's working on right now. Our exploration team, led by Steve Priestmeyer, have done a fantastic job. I mentioned that uh, $5 an ounce finding cost. It's been pretty consistent over the years, despite the increasing costs of drilling. Nice. The team is delivering, and they're doing so very efficiently. Our general manager, Pete Blakely, comes from Salmon, ran the former operation at Bear Track, so we're very familiar with how the site will perform, mm -hmm. how the equipment will work, and that reduces risks, and it also improves our ability to execute and our relationship with the community, with the Forest Service, uh, with other stakeholders that uh, mm -hmm. have a you know have a big uh, uh, a big uh, uh, part of to part to play, right? Before we to spread to, too to, to far um, past the the underground, component, how many meters or how many dollars are you allocating to that? Just what I'm saying, the degree of confidence that you have. There. Yeah, so uh, we're in there for two thousand meters of drilling okay. at the Joss area, um, and then we've got about three thousand meters of drilling in the Haiti oxide uh, Romans Trench oxide targets. Yeah. And then subject to drill rig availability, we want to get another 3,000 meters in of RC drilling, exploration targets okay. right across the property position. You'll love that because that's all about finding new targets uh, and building up the pipeline of exploration. We haven't been into a, a half a dozen of these since we've started. So yeah. this is the year to do that. Um, Total of about uh, seven or eight thousand meters of drilling planned. Okay, and with regards to the sort of timing of when we can start seeing those numbers come through into the market through announcements, I'm going to guess uh, July based on the okay, uh, the pipeline of, okay. uh, of you know the, the assay labs are slow these yeah. uh, these days, but uh, roughly July. Okay, fine. And if it gives you more of what you saw at the end of last season, yeah. Do you, do, you go to, do you go and raise capital irrespective or do you have to be cognizant of you know, where share price is? Yeah, it, look, the great thing about this industry is it's a multivariate problem, right? We've got the economy, we've got the market, we've got availability of people, we've got uh, all results, all of these things playing into the mix of what do you do next. Mm. And one thing I can tell you for sure is plans will adapt for the circumstances. We are not going to be fixed on just doing this because uh, that was in our mind a year ago. Right. Uh, we will adapt depending on results. Okay. And um, I think you have to. Okay. Look, Hugh, good to see you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I'm like saying it's good to see you face to face. Yes. Uh, here in London. I'm enjoying uh, following the story. I think, um, we, yeah, I'm looking for good, good things this year. Okay. Thank you.